You are listening to Lord of Harvest Sermons at lordofharvest.org. My message tonight is about God's love. When the moment, the time that I received the Lord in my life, my worldly dreams disappear. My worldly passions run out. Meaning, before I want to become somebody on top of everybody, that's my dream. I want to be known who am I because I am gifted and talented. That's what I want. I want to be on the top of the world where people will look at me and praise at me. But when I become a Christian, everything diminishes. That's why my first scriptures for today is Deuteronomy 7.9. From this, we will find out what people drive to do something. What people motivate to achieve something? What is the reason why we are driving ourselves to do something, to get something? Amen? We have, have, have the passion, the driving forces. We need to accomplish something. We do want to get something. But here in Deuteronomy, we will try to, uh, to analyze that we as a Christians, our number one driving force, our number one motivating force is the love of God. That's it. Love is what makes a Christian move, move, move on, get on, and, and it makes them uh, persevere uh, in doing what God has wanted us to be. So here in Deuteronomy 7, 9 said, Know that the Lord your God is God. Because let us all pray. Hindi yung, I keep on talking here, I know. I want the presence of God to be with here today. Amen? Let us pray. Lord, we know today, you are the day, this is the day that you have made. And Lord, in your presence, we will rejoice. In your presence, we will give thanks. In your presence, Lord, we will declare our praise because you are the God whom we serve and the God whom we believe and the God whom we trust our future and our destiny. And Lord, we are here because we love you, Father God. We love your word. We love to worship you. We love to pray and we love to fellowship with one another. Lord, let this day be a day for us to remember how much love you have given to us how much care you are showing to us and how much you give us so much, Father God, that we may have experienced all the goodness in life. And we pray tonight that you will speak to my Cleopolis, Father God. I am just your servant, Father God. I am just your mouthpiece, mouthpiece, Father God. You are the God who will speak to us, Father God. And we pray today, Father God, the hearts of your people will be opened. The mind will be changed, Father God. The attitude will be changed, Father God, and even our character. Because you are a loving God and you are willing to give to us the best of your best. Father God, this is our prayer tonight, Father God, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let us all read this Deuteronomy 7, 9. Because the more we speak the word of God, the more we hear the word of God, the more it penetrates the heart of your people. That's why we must speak it and hear it, amen. Know that God is God, amen. It means to say, let be God be God in your life. Let be God, be God in every circumstances in your life. Let God be God in every situation in our life. That's always I speak to myself, let God be God in my life. 
That's why we are here. We are living in this world, and the world can offer many things in our life. Amen? The world can give you everything. If you work hard, if you steadfast hard, if you really achieve, you can get it. The world can give you anything. But what is important is this. What drives you to get something? What forces you to achieve something? In my worldly life during those days, as I have been working with so many celebrities in the Philippines, my driving force is to have a name. That is my driving force. I want to have a name. And before my name was there, I have illustrations, designs that was published, but now when I see them, they're all garbage. It doesn't even bring me to where I am. I have achieved so many things in life, but it does not give me where I am. The true happiness that I am, it does not give me that. The things that I have before are all garbage. I enjoy life, hotels, restaurants. I can go anywhere and everywhere. But all those things are garbage and vanity because it vanishes. In just a click of a day, it all vanishes. That's why I thank God that in uh, 1992, I was, I was really blessed by because he called me. Remember this one. There are a lot of people like my mother who was rejected by his own parents. There are a lot of people like that. I was two years old. I don't know what's going on to my parents. I was just an infant. Not knowing that my, my mother is suffering rejection from his own parents besides being a battered wife. When I heard that story just two weeks ago, I was crying in tears. I said to myself, how my mother survived those kind of situations in life? How did my mother was able to survive and raise us up ten children? We are ten children. And my mom has never been to elementary and high school. And yet he able to give us the meaning to survive the ten children. When I heard that, I was almost crying because I wish, since I have God in me, I wish I could be on the time, on my mother's side. I could be with her. I will be an encourager to her, motivate her, and inspire her that there is hope in Christ. That there is a better way when we have God in our heart. But I was not there. Instead of being mad, I get compassion and love and mercy to my mother. Though she is passed away, I cannot forget her. And every time we talk about my mother, my heart, my tears always cry because of the suffering that she has for us, for us to live a holy life. The same thing with me. I become so black sheep in the family. I become a black sheep. I, I'm telling you, I become the black sheep. I become so uh, defiant, hard-headed, stubborn, and become a problem child. I told to myself, I wish I never thought that I live in a very shameful life, defiant to my own parents. But now I realize that there is always a life when we put our hope and trust in the Lord. Amen. Everything will change. Everything will change. Remember this one thing. God never give up on people. 
He will never give up on each one of us. He will never get people around in our city, in our community. But God will choose specific people that they may receive the message of hope and love. That's why we as a Christian, we must understand the church, the church missions matter because we are called by God. You are called by God for a very specific purpose and reason that you may have a life full. Amen? Dapat yung life mo full. Not average. You must have a life beyond average. Overflowing because Christ said, I did not come to survive. I come that I may give you life abundance. Abundance beyond your means. Beyond measure. Beyond your comprehensions and beyond your understanding. That is God's plan for you. Don't settle for the average of life as a Christian because you have Christ in you. Christ living inside of me who is the author of life and the creator of everything that you see. He can give you everything. He can entrust you everything. But one thing you must remember, love must be the motivating factor. If love is not there, your life will have no direction. If love is not there, you are becoming miserable. Even though you have plenty, but the love of God is not there, I'm telling you, you will never enjoy the blessings of your life. You might have it, but it become a thorns and, and a thistle to your life. Because if love is perfectly dwells in you, you will enjoy life. Amen? Because love reaches. Remember this one. Love is contagious. Amen? Love is contagious. The worldly system says, evil is so contagious than good. Why? Because the world was, was what? The world was thinking that Satan is not alive. The world thinks that Satan never exists. That is how the, how the world thinks. Because Satan wants to think that way. That's the way how Satan wants the world to think about him, that he is not existing. Because the more, they are in, the more they are ignorant about Satan, the more Satan can control people's lives. But the more Satan was exposed, the more he became powerless. That's why we have the word that tells about Satan. We have the word that tells about how we can overcome Satan. Amen? We must not be ignorant. We must not be just reluctant. We must just be, oh, take it easy. Remember, the enemy in John chapter 10, verse 10. In John chapter 10 said, A thief, Satan, does not come except to steal, to kill, to destroy. And Jesus said, I have come that they may have life, that they may have it more abundantly. Two things. It might rob you because we are not aware of Satan's scheme, or you might be knowledgeable in Christ that will give you abundant life. We must, and Satan's Always a scheme is to control people's lives. That's why when I was young, I was wounded. 
That's why when I was wounded, Satan take control of my life. That I become defiant, I become arrogant, I become disobedient, I become so stubborn and hard-headed. Because right in there, Satan controls me. That's why you young people will be ignorant about Satan. Watch your young kids. Because Satan is there watching your kids. That they may control their lives. And it will become a problem to you if you will not watch your kid growing. Because Satan wants to destroy their lives. Do not just pursue about the things of this world. Remember this one. Because God's blessings is much more better than the world can give it to you. I can have the world if I want. I can do what the world can do. But here I am. I just thank God. Amen. I will leave the pattern of this world. I will, I will fit into the, to the, the life of this world. I can do what the world can offer to me. But because I have the word in me, God gave me his will, that I may know his will, that I may know my purpose in life. I ask you, do you know your purpose in life? Yes. Maybe just you know if I go to college and have my career and have this uh, CEO and everything, so, so on and so forth. But first, before God gave me everything, the first thing he deal with me is my heart. Why? Because God want, doesn't want you to lose the best of his best. Remember, God has already planned to you give you the best. He already have an option to give you the best. And God does not want you to lose the best that he has offered to you. So the best thing that God will do is to deal with the heart of a people. He will deal you with your heart that you may obey him. Because the only way... For you to have that is obedience. There is no other way. There is no substitute in God's way. You cannot make your own substitution. When comes to God's way, that's why when do the God's way, just obey. Don't make any effort to do substitution and then impose God to accept your own way. Like Cain. Cain offered his own way and he wants God to accept that offer. There is no such substitutions in God's way. Remember that one. Either you obey it or you, either you disobey it. That's the only way. That's why we as a Christian, there are so many hurting peoples around us. If Christ dwells in you, then you must know how to live to those people who are brokenhearted. Amen. Amen. If Christ lives in you, you must live next people who are hopeless who are helpless because there is a life in you that will overflow to these broken people, to these helpless people, to these hopeless people. So let you live with them so that the life of Christ in you will overflow to them so that you will be contagious. Amen? You will become a light that will influence the life of a broken-hearted and the life of the helpless and hopeless people. Why? Because God wants you to give the best. He does not want you to lose what he can offer to you in life. The best. Who wants the best here? Okay. Who wants want to be the less? Nobody wants the less. We always want the best. 
Who wants to be average here? Remember this one. God hates average. We must go beyond average. Example ng average. If you can only love those people who love you, that is average Christian. But if you can love those who hate you, that is above average. It means you are going beyond what God has told you to do. Because you are going beyond that command. And our Christian life is always getting extra mile. An extra mile. You will go extra mile. It's an effort that every Christian must always do and think. Don't settle for an average life. God can give you more than what you think and more than what can you imagine. Beyond measures, running over. That is beyond measure. Because our God is no boundaries. Amen? Amen. You cannot, cannot control the boundaries of God. He can do everything. He can give you everything. But the most important thing is the love that is in the heart of your believers. When I, I, have a, I read these stories, when I narrate these stories this morning, my, I'm just crying again. There was, an, um, there was a Korean soldier. He was so brave and courageous that he saved all his comrades. By what? He covered them because there is a grenade that was thrown upon them. He made a bravery effort for him to save other soldiers, but he suffered all the distractions of, her, of his body. So when he was in the hospital for recovery, he called his parents. He said, Mom and Dad, I'm soon I'm coming home, the soldier said. And all the parents were so excited to hear that their beloved, courageous soldiers are coming home. But his, mom said, his son said, Mom, I have one friend that I want to be with me because my friend has no family. And his friend said, okay, son, let your friend be with you. But mom, my, son, my friend has no leg, but anyway, he has a wheelchair. He will not be a problem if he has a wheelchair. And the parents said, come on, son, bring your friend with you, and we will try to fit in him. And the son continued, mom, my, my friend has no leg, no arm. And he said, and he has a disfigured face that you can hardly imagine. And the parents said to his son, leave your friend and go home. He said to his son, leave your friend and go home. And the son on that day took his own life. When the son coffin was bringing to the front of the yard of his parents, when they opened the coffin, they see a person without leg, without arm, and face disfigured. The sons talked to them if they will accept him as who he is, without leg, without arm, and without face. He was rejected. And that's why a lot of people are like that now. Many are being rejected. Many are being brokenhearted. And we are Christian here. We have to live with them, not to reject them. Not to despise them, 
not to ignore them, not to forsake them. Even your words of encouragement matters. Even your prayers count. Even the gospel will make a difference. Because we are here not to become sitter or bench warmer. We are here because we have a mission. Church missions matter to God. He does not he does not look upon your accomplishment. He looks upon the heart and the motive of every believer. Amen. Do you want God to smile at you? Do you want Mile to be happy with you? Yes. Do you want Mile to see you? Oh, my son, my daughter, I'm happy that you are in my will. Amen? Amen. Do you think there is impossible to God? Why God want us to do that one? Because God want us to give everything. Let's go to in second. Let's go to in Matthew 25. Amen. So let us go to Matthew 25, 29. For everyone who has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not even have what they will have will be taken more. Remember. God is a God of abundance. Amen. Amen. Do you want God to have you overflowing with so many things? Amen. Amen. Bucket, because God wants you to have, because God wants you to have an influence and impact with the lives of those brokenhearted because of hopeless and helpless. One day I went to the... Uh, this uh, jail in uh, Chinatown. I have a good friend whose son is in jail. So I visit him one day, and he said to me, you know what he said to me? Day after day, we have so many people that comes here in, this, in the jail, he told me. But one thing that we miss, please when you come, bring us something to eat. <laughs> Bring us, bring us something eat to put, we have we bring us something that will fill our stomach because our food in the jails are so limited. And I said to him, even before you say that, I have already a bag of goodies for you. Remember this one. The things that you are doing for doing good will always be remembered. Remember that one. We are here not to remember us as, as somebody else. We are here to remember us as God's servant, as God's disciple, as God that can do something, that God can do miracle. We are not here just because we want to enjoy the worship. We want to enjoy the praise and worship. We want to enjoy the message. And we, we are enjoying everything. We are, our our, our minds are really are clinging for something, you know. We are not called by that. We are called to do something in the kingdom of God. We are called to do greater things in the kingdom of God. We are called to do so many things. Sometimes I remember myself. When every Saturday, we always have this uh, Adapa blood. There are drunkards. There are addicts there. There are homeless people. There are prostitute there, there are elderly there, uh, you name it, you have it. And one time, I, when I look at them, I always see myself to them. People, 
Brothers and sisters, when you, look, when you see people like that, what do you remember? Do you remember who you are before? Do you remember that these people are just like you before? Do you remember that these people are just like you, broken-hearted, hopeless, helpless, perplexed, uh, confused, no direction, no life itself? Do you, do you remember those things? Now you become a Christian. In Luke 4, 18, Luke, Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, this is one thing that we need to understand. Chapter 4, verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. When we become a believers in Christ, when we receive as Christ our Lord and Savior, the Spirit of the Lord is upon us and me. That's why you have what? You have the anointing to preach what? The gospel to the poor, to heal the broken heart, to set the captive free, recovery of sight to the blind, and to preach the acceptable favor of the Lord. It means to say, I have the anointing. If God release me from captivity, if God release me from being blind, I have the anointing to share that to these people around me. Amen. To pass it on. Your anointing is there. So what, we are, what your anointing is doing in our lives? What is anointing? Because you have that anointing to pass on the mantle of healing those people like you before. So when every time I see people there, I'm just moved by compassion because I have the anointing to share to them the good news, the healing, the restoration, the recovery, and everything. Amen? That's why we are not... We have the weapons. We have the, what? the authority. We have the power because we have the Spirit of God upon you. That we can make a difference in this living world. We have. Have you not imagined the anointing that God has given to you? Did you not realize that this anointing cost the life of his son, the shed of his blood? It was given to us that we may have a difference in the people's life. We have that anointing to share to them the good news. The life of Christ, the love of Christ, the mercy of Christ, the comp and the goodness of God in us. Why? Because the anointing that removed burden, it was the anointing that set me free from the bondage of yoke. It was the anointing that released me from captivity. That's why I have the anointing to pass on that healing to somebody else. Amen. You have the anointing for to, to do that. And don't let that anointing be wasted. You can make a difference because you have the Spirit of God upon you. Amen. Amen. That's why in this world that we live, if you look around the world, sometimes you are just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really breaking your heart, you know, that uh, when you see those people just like that. And you know in yourself that there is a better way. There is a better way. Sometimes they have their own way, they have their own strategy, they have their own thinking. But remember this one, there is no other way but the Jesus way. Amen. Right. We must tell them the Jesus way. We must tell them the Jesus way. Because God has no anything substitution for the Jesus way. Remember this one, you cannot make any substitution but rather than the Jesus way, there is only one way. Right. Amen. Amen. 
Okay, let me go to John chapter 14, verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me works that I do. He will also do greater work than this because I will go to my Father. It means say, we have the pattern. We have the Jesus pattern, the Jesus way, that we can do the same thing as what he do. Amen? If we have the Spirit of God, we can do what Jesus can do. We can do greater things in the kingdom. We are not called just to become satisfied and happy and content of what you have. Please desire for more. We are called to do what Jesus, he gave us those power and authority to do greater things. In our life, that's why, remember Moses. Moses, when he delivered the Egyptians, millions of Egyptians, he's almost killing himself. Because to minister to these millions of people are very hard. So God make a solution, delegation. He delegate the work, and the anointing of Moses was passed on those who are in authority. The same counseling, the, the same anointing, the same wisdom was given to those delegation. When Christ's ministry is also a delegation, he chose the 12 disciples. What? To do the ministry. That's why we are here, to do the ministry. We must be a disciple to do the ministry. The work of disciple is to help the ministry, not to have our stomach flat, not our stomach bloated. But our ministry is to do, to do the ministry that God has given to us. That is discipleship. We are not called by God to save people. We cannot save souls. Only God can save souls. We are called to disciple people. Amen. We are called to save and to disciple because salvation belongs to God. It is God's work and power to save souls. If nobody will hear the message of God, how can they be saved? God said in the book of Romans, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is God's power to save those who will believe. And how can they believe if we will not be a mouthpiece of God? How can they be know that we will not tell about God? So it is our God work, it's our God mission to tell them about the gospel. If they believe, you are blessed because one soul has entered the kingdom and the heavenly rejoice because of that. Let us make heaven celebrate for every one souls we win to Christ. Let, us, let heaven be rejoiced because for every one soul you bring to the kingdom, the whole angels are celebrating. Amen. Remember this one. You are not called to save. You are called to disciple. Amen. Amen. Because you cannot save soul. Remember this one. You have no power and authority to save soul. God has given you the power to preach the gospel. That's why we must be have a willing heart. That's why here we are. So what's our bottom line here? Our bottom as a Christian church is this. Be allowed yourself to become disciple. Because the Lord has set up the plan for the church to minister to many people by having a discipleship program in the church. Amen? Amen. Please. Don't let our pastor retire early. 
let us him to prolong his life and service by being a partner with him. Amen. Be partner with him in the ministry. Let his work be light. Myself only, but I can see the hardship. What more? How many of us are here that he need to engage for different attitude and character? That's our job. If we will allow ourselves to become a disciple, this is what will happen. The anointing of your pastor will pass on to you. The blessing will pass on to you. Everything that God has in store to the pastor will run over our lives. Amen. Amen. You don't like that? Of course, you want to be blessed. But there must be what? A way. And that is the Jesus way. The anointing.